There were two more murders 15 miles when away. When arrived, they found the telephone the and electricity line. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Cuff of murder. Sometimes a confession is not enough. Sometimes police have to get creative. On January 25th, 1957, a man was born who would go on to commit some truly disgusting crimes. And though he admitted his crimes to police, they had to come up with a unique way to get enough evidence to charge him. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Not a lot is known about Luis Garavito's life pre-crime. He was born on January 25, 1957, to an unknown woman, though the community of Genova has speculated that she was a longtime sex worker. During his childhood, Luis watched on as his mother was brutally abused by his alcoholic father and forced to watch his mother work with her clients, some of which who would then sexually abuse and molest the young boy. He eventually ran away and was left to survive on the streets of Colombia by himself. At a young age, he was found by a pedophile who promised the boy a hot meal and a place to stay. When he accepted, the man led him to an abandoned home where he assaulted Luis before abandoning him. Eventually, he joined a gang as a means for protection and began resorting to robbery for basic human needs. Despite all of this, many described Luis as kind, though easily angered. He lived the rest of his life roaming from place to place, drinking heavily until he wore out his welcome and moving on. But it seemed that beyond robbery and a temper, Luis Garavito didn't really hurt anybody. Then, beginning in 1992, young boys between the ages of 6 to 16 began disappearing from the streets of Colombia. However, due to a decades-long civil war, many children were poor, homeless, or orphaned. Therefore, for many years, these disappearances seemed to go unconnected and often undetected. No police reports were filed, and the boys seemed to be forgotten. That was until 1998, when mass graves became uncovered. The bodies were all found completely naked, bearing bite marks and signs of anal penetration and prolonged torture. Next to one of the bodies was a note that led police to Luis Garavito's girlfriend. When they contacted her, she told them that she had not seen Luis in months, but did have a bag of his possessions. Inside of the bag were photos of young boys, detailed journals of his murders, and tally marks of his victim count. Louise was picked up a few days later after a homeless man witnessed him trying to capture a young boy and intervened. The local police had no idea that they had a wanted child killer in their custody. He was questioned about the murders, and after police gave detailed descriptions of his crimes, he wept and confessed. He would approach these boys and bribe them with gifts, money, or odd jobs, often disguised as a priest, farmer, a street vendor, drug dealer, or a gambler. Once lured away, he would walk with the boys until they were tired, bind them, remove their clothes, and then proceed to torture, rape, sodomize with various items, sever their testicles, and sometimes decapitate them. However, for the Columbia Justice Department, his confession was not enough, so they got a little creative. 
at the site of the mass grave were a very unique pair of glasses. So police scheduled the entire jail where Louise was being held to take a mandatory eye exam, the outcome of which would hopefully connect Louise Garavito with the glasses found at the scene of the crime. While he was out of his cell, detectives took DNA samples from his pillows. All in all, Luis Garavito confessed to murdering 140 children and was charged with 172. He was found guilty on 138 of those charges. He was officially sentenced to 1,853 years in prison, the lengthiest in Colombian history. But before you let out a little cheer, Colombian law limits imprisonment to 40 years. And because he did cooperate and tell the locations of the victim's bodies, his sentence was further reduced to 22 years. Currently, he is serving his time in an undisclosed Colombian prison, separate from other prisoners due to fear he would be killed immediately. He is scheduled for release in 2021. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on January 26th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.